Welcome to Your Great Story Podcast, where we chat with founders, leaders, and changemakers to learn about their journey to make the future a reality. I'm Eric, your friendly host. Follow us on where you are tuning in or find us on any social media channels to catch highlights and snippets of our episodes. Let's be inspired by the stories while you create your great story. All right, we are back on our next episode of Your Great Story podcast. And this is part of the NOC alumni series where we revisit those who went through the NUS Overseas College program and went on to chase their passion to make an impact through starting up. And today we are very excited to have a veteran with us. And we have Hong Ting with us today. Hi, Hong Ting. Welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. A pleasure to be on. Yeah. All right. Uh, Hong Ting started 2359 Media in 2009, which is a leading digital co- consultancy. And we are here to discover his journey of starting a company and also to hear about his experience during the NLC Services College program. So Hong Ting, let's start by sharing with our mm-hmm. listeners, right? More about yourself uh, so they can also get to know more about you. On to you, Hong Ting. Sure. Yeah. So... Uh, let, let me start exactly from the point which you mentioned, NOC. I think that was really the anchor that I rediscovered my love for technology. For me, uh, I see myself as an entrepreneur. I see myself as a problem solver who you know, is able to pull together resources from different areas. Uh, tech happens to be my tool that I solve problems with. But yeah, so that is uh, how I see myself. And I guess my journey about uh, entrepreneurship really uh, started a little bit before NOC. So this was uh, in my during my national service time. I had the uh, opportunity to help the community uh, after the tsunami in 2004 to go on the ground in Indonesia to look at the carnage that uh, the tsunami caused. And you know, being in the military, I had the, and, and I was there for almost two months. I had the opportunity to see all of these uh, NGOs come in. That was the first time when I found out that, hey, you know, all these NGOs are actually founded by business. And there is something special about business. You know, it's not just a way to make monies, but if you redirect the focus uh, of what you do with that monies that is on, there's a lot of good that you can do to the world. So, Right after that episode, when I uh, went into NUS, uh, in my first semester in NUS, I heard about, hey, there's this NUS overseas college program. It's about entrepreneurship. Uh, I loved the first couple of uh, entrepreneurship modules I took in NUS. So I applied and uh, got into NLC. So I was in NLC Silicon Valley. It was the 12th batch. So I was there from uh, 2007 to 2008. Yeah, and my brother, I had the luxury of uh, having an older brother that taught me how to code when I was nine, ten years old. So I, you know, dabbled a little <laughs> bit with building websites, uh, Joe Cities, you know, little simple stuff, really simple stuff mm-hmm. back then. But at least, you know, when I went to Silicon Valley and I re-looked at, you know, what the entire scene was, it rekindled my love for technology. I, I didn't study computer science in uh, NUS. I was in quantitative finance. I thought that I wanted to go into finance, I mean, business finance. But yeah, when I was there, it was just, okay, you know, I should be looking at technology. It should go back to my first love, something that really uh, inspires and gets me excited, gets me out of bed every day. So yeah, that's the beginning part of how I got inspired to become a founder. Yeah. Wow, wow. So you so, started coding when you, have, uh, when you were nine years old, right? And then... And as was this college program, having to rekindle the love for technology and how see how technology and business can uh, be together to make an impact, right? Yes, absolutely. Got it. Yeah. 
Cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, the interesting thing about NOC also mm. is that I guess with so many people that were around each other in the same confined space, the moment we came back from Silicon Valley, I don't know whether it was the time of my dad coming back because uh, right then it was when the Lehman Brothers incident happened. So mm. there's a disproportionately high number of people in my NOC batch uh, who uh, at some point of their careers were either a startup founder or joined the startup. So yeah, for myself and my co-founder, Wenhan, we were in the same batch in, uh, in SD12. So uh, when we came back, us and a few other friends, we worked on multiple different ideas. So what uh, happened was that on his final year project, we worked on it together. I worked on the marketing side uh, and data side to be able to collect the data for shopping malls in Singapore. So we launched this app called SG Malls. Then uh, we were some of the first iOS Android developers in Singapore. So we launched that app. Um, it became one of the top 10 downloaded apps very, very early on. Had a lot of uh, daily active, monthly active users. We, bunch, uh, we put a bunch of features inside. But I guess retrospectively, maybe 2009 was a little bit too early. So when we went around to DCs and we said, hey, you know, we have all these bunch of users. They're like, okay, how much revenue do you have? Which, of course, the answer is uh, not much. Yeah, then we had to, well, while we were still working on it, we had to kind of pivot slightly. What, mm-hmm. what we were good at at the time was also because we built SG malls, there was a lot of location-based applications that uh, we knew how to build. So quickly, we got a bunch of customers that uh, got us to solution for them. How does location-based, how does mobility actually help them be able to do their business better? So, and that is how uh, 2359 got started. Wow, 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 wow. So that is... Very interesting. <laughs> From SG Mall's uh, app that uh, you you and your folks uh, developed and it uh, spin off a 2 3 media, correct? Yeah. Let's come to the name, right? I'm very, very curious, right? So why is 2 3 media called 2 3 Like, How do you really come out with this name? Sure. So the two reasons why we're called 2 3 The first one is because we wanted a name that... Uh, was that started with a number because uh, when you sort, let's say you search for the top 10 uh, software companies to work with, uh, most people tend to sort it by alphabetical order. Or when we go for conferences, you know, names of companies go by alphabetical orders. So by calling ourselves by a number, we're always, you know, on top of alphabets. And uh, yeah, we will be listed mm-hmm. for an agency that means a lot. And secondly, when we first started pitching 2359 to others, when, for example, we went to different companies and we said that, you know, mobility can bring your customers to exactly where you want them to be so that you can do mm-hmm. a bunch of different things, let's say delivery, transport, etc. There were enough naysayers that keep telling us, hey, young man, we have been in this industry for 20 years. You know, BlackBerry was supposed to be the mobile revolution. But you know, only business users used it. So there is a lot of things that you don't know. So young men, go back, think about it. You know, iPhone, Android is just for uh, people who are geeks. Yeah, but luckily, so we, we thought that we were at the cusp of uh, a new day, which will be run truly by mobile first and cloud first technologies. So yeah, that was uh, why we named the company 2359. Well, uh, I guess since we're talking about NOC, one of the, the, the first point, I was not the genius that came up with that. Uh, there was a uh, company that we visited in Palo Alto called 1185 Design. The founder is the wife of one of the biggest uh, UX companies in Silicon Valley as well. 
So I was asking her why eleven eighty five, and she was the one who shared her reason with me. Oh. And that, you know, it really doesn't matter as much what her name is because her customers were like Apple, Adobe, mm. etc. Yeah. So as long as they knew who she was and the name was unique, then people remember her. Yeah. Wow, I I really love how practical the reason is like uh studying numbers and then imagine you go to like those events where you have like hundreds of startups then you are probably the top five or top ten because you are starting with numbers then yes. they followed by those who started with a right so practical um yeah. that really uh really <laughs> sort of is so cool right to kind of know about that so um let's just rewind a bit of time right to you right. started actually more with one hunt is that right mm. that's correct and then after how many years after that, you, you then you kind of spin off to Shifina and, and how did that spin off really really happen, right? Oh, uh, so Ashimos, we started working on it probably December mm. to February of uh, 2008-2009. So mm. uh, we, we launched it to market uh, roughly around the same time when uh, Singtel brought in the new iPhones to Singapore. And we were standing in line giving out name cards, download Ashimos, download Ashimos. Yeah, really hustle on the ground, loved it. Uh, still remember those days. And yeah, then on June the 4th of that year, that was when we said that, hey, you know, the app is gaining traction. We wanted to really launch this properly as a uh, advertising platform on mobile. So that's why the media part of 2359 Media originally was mm. to be the ad platform for SGMOS. Yeah, so then that was, that was the timeline for how that happened. Right, 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 right. So, very interesting. I, I love that hustling part of, you know, handling the cards, you know, into the queue when people are buying the iPhone from the Singtel shop. Maybe the question here is, you know, from 2009 to this year, 2022, right? What is the most critical turning point? I believe this journey is a lot of ups and downs. Is there, a, is there a turning point that throughout this journey that you can share with the audience here? I think there are a couple of points that were important in our journey. Firstly, it was at a point when we first started and we were thinking about what we wanted to do and how we want to scale. At first, our uh, hypothesis, which we raised monies from uh, Singtel Innovate for, was that there is uh, something in the mobile advertising space. We built mm-hmm. a product called Mobdis uh, on top of uh, SG Malls and on top of the other apps that we we're building for our customers. So with that, me and Wenhan were based out of New York for a while. Uh, mm-hmm. We wanted to break in. Well, I mean, if we are doing advertising, we have to be somewhere near the advertising capital of the world, right? So, but that was a painful experience going there, not having enough uh, connection and enough traction. I think we were too early going there. And of course, it's a new market to us. For us, it almost felt like if we can do San Francisco, we can do uh, the Bay Area, we can do New York. We were so wrong. <laughs> it's very <Yeah>. different. <laughs> Very, very different experience, very different type of people. We experience being very in a, in a community that's very open in Silicon Valley. New York is entirely the way around. We could get the meetings, yeah. we could. But once we get through the door and we started pitching, uh, we were shut out very, very quickly. That was a huge turning point where after which we decided that, hey, you know, the consulting side of the business does do uh, fairly well. We are mm. gaining a lot of traction with our customers. So that was when we decided instead we doubled down on the services and our product became a back burner that constantly will be churning out different products that mm. uh, we launched to market. But uh, then services and the consulting part, which we were doing really well at, became the mainstay of what to refine ideas. Got it. 
Got it. Got it. That's very interesting. Uh, what a story on on that. I mean, throughout these ups and downs, you know, uh, traveling to another country, right, and going to the East Coast and having challenges, meetings here and there, right? Was there a point, you know, in this whole journey that you wanted to to give up? You wanted to kind of throw the tower. Could you share with us, you know, uh, how you feel at that point of time? I think, well, as you're asking, when, you know, any founder wants to give up, uh, I'm sure every founder will tell you, you know, it happens cyclically. There are days and there are days. So early on, it was parents and other people asking when you're getting a proper job. Then it was fun being part of the community in uh, Garage and US Enterprise, where mm. we see the guys from Zopin, where we see PetSnap, where we see Money Smart, where we see earlier version of Money Smart, B27 guys. Mm. All of us were, you know, living on ramen, living on instant noodles, uh, going for uh, NUS enterprise organized uh, startup events just because, you know, there was food there. Yeah, so, um, but, but it was a community. It got us through a lot. Then uh, I guess New York was a big one as well because, yeah, just feeling very lost and not very sure, you know, why do we make such mm. big plans? Why do we make such big promises that we're not sure whether we could hit? Then, of course, along the ways, I feel that what got me quite early on was because I feel very deeply for people and the people that join us uh, in, an, in the organization. So whenever mm. I feel like uh, we have not maximized each other's potential and people leave for whatever reason, it was uh, not, you know, as, as a founder, whatever they taught us in school doesn't quite prepare us for the day when the wall comes slamming to your face, when, you know, key staff leaves, when cash is running out. Yeah, those, those are the days where it really feels like, you know, what am I doing? But then mm-hmm. at the same time, it is from those anchoring experience that is that becomes the fuel for the next stage of growth, for the next iteration of the company that we go through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people moving around and also making impact right in different companies. And that's mm-hmm. something that's happening, especially right now in 2022 or even 2021, this, uh, this whole shift, right, of um, uh, in, in the whole shift in the tech world in terms of uh, resources, right, and, and, and talents as well. Just to mention about NS Enterprise, you know, uh, setting up events uh, to be investors or even having, I don't know, like maybe events with free food, right? Maybe, right? So share a bit more about NS Enterprise or even NS versus College. Probably a good segue to that as well as, you know, with the program. Can you share more about this program and really how this program helped you in your journey in, in, as, a, as a founder? Oh, I guess maybe I will compare when I first uh, came into NUS versus when I came back mm. from NOC uh, as a difference for the impact of NOC. So when I first joined uh, NUS, then, you know, at the time, I remember quite vividly that uh, our uh, late Prime Minister, Mr. Lee Kuan Yew, said that half of our smartest people need to go into entrepreneurship. Forgot the exact year, but that kind of aligned with, hey, you know, I, I found out something about business. Our, uh, I think he was a senior minister at the time, or a minister mentor. He was saying that you know, entrepreneurship is the way to go. So that, that kind of caught my attention. But when... Uh, I was in the Student Entrepreneurship Society trying to do events before I went mm. for NLC, so maybe 2005, 2006. There wasn't much of a community. There were individual people doing stuff. Yeah. Then, But at the same time, as I was beginning to leave for NLC, there was batches of people coming back from Silicon Valley, from BioValley, and they started to help uh, together with NUS Enterprise uh, build a community. 
Then, oh, I, I missed out your earlier question about what the program is. I think the program is where we go over to uh, Silicon Valley to work for a startup there and also at the same time study uh, at Stanford. Mm-hmm. So to pick up entrepreneurship courses, I think the program, more than just the experience of being at Stanford or being in Silicon Valley, it's around the connections that you build, the people that you meet. And when mm-hmm. I came back from SV and we started looking at the community around, there was E27, there was uh, NUS Enterprise was organizing a lot of events. Uh, Prof Wong was able to bring in uh, important entrepreneurs, important VCs from uh, Silicon Valley to come into Singapore to kind of start the ecosystem. And by the time, I think uh, when we had started uh, 2359, a little bit after, by the time 2011, 2012, we had a really bustling community of uh, people, not just entrepreneurs, but also your investors, everything from seed to series A to series B. Mm. Uh, I was quite happy that uh, you know the, the founders that came after us didn't face the problem that we had, which was going around telling people, hey, we have you know almost a million MAU, you know, but what's your revenue? That conversation doesn't happen as much anymore. So I think um, mm. really kudos to NUS Enterprise, you know, perform NOC for building the entire for, for being anchors in building the ecosystem. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, when it's 2011, 2012, it was really bustling, right? Uh, I mean, uh, it's the fun fact is my my batch was 2011 batch and I came back in 2012. Mm. It was so bustling and people are, are just, you know, a lot of founders coming up to start an initiative and ideas. Uh, E10.7 was was really, really like the platform and rebuilding ecosystem, uh, Echelon every year. And speaking of Echelon, it's coming back this year, right? Where, where startups, founders and investors can reconnect. And we will have definitely these folks, veterans coming up to this podcast as well. Listeners, uh, if you are listening to the podcast right now, stay tuned for future episodes or even catch up with other episodes as well. So during the one year stint, right? During uh, in Silicon Valley, right? What is one event or one activity that you uh, remember and is stays close to your heart to today? I think the one activity that I took part in a lot when I was there was to join uh, business plan competitions in the school. So most of this has mm-hmm. been business plan competitions. The anchoring, the, the reason why it was so uh, important to me, it was not about you know how many I joined or how many they I won. Um, it was really the fact that competing against you know students from Stanford, MIT, Harvard, etc. We see the caliber of uh, NUS graduates, and we are not any less smart or any less capable than what uh, they are. But the fact was that they had really great communities and ecosystems, and most of them hunted as a pack. So, for example, if you are from Stanford, any person who is any VC, for example, or any head of marketing in a big uh, FMCG company, for example, as long as you're alumni, then they will pull you up, give you at least a foot through the door. Whether you can make the pitch and close the sale, that's entirely up to you. But, you know, I observed that there was this ecosystem that they had that seemed to be lacking back then. So... Mm. That, that was what I felt like was the difference that could make Singapore really succeed. And that's why after we came back, uh, I've been very active in uh, mentorship communities uh, in the different areas so that we can, in whichever area we can help, be helped to 
each other so that, you know, as a uh, Singapore startup, as ASEAN startup ecosystem, we can really pull each other, um, bring each other to places. Uh, NOC alumni, definitely, you know, anyone who gives me a call would meet them and talk to them. So, uh, yeah, to me, that was the biggest lesson I learned from uh, the one-year experience that I hope uh, I brought some of it back with me. Awesome. And, and also really, you know, uh, is the NOC Overseas College that brought us together, right? Uh, and this series is really dedicated to the alumni or even at any other founders who really want to know about, about this program. There are many interns, right, that can help out in the startups in Singapore or even in many colleges, right, beyond SV and BV, like those days, right? Now there are like a lot of like Paris, Beijing, Shanghai, Israel, so many colleges that students can also apply for, right, uh, in their year, year three, remember, or year two, right? Year three. Year three, yeah. So, you know, in this experience, right, if there's only one word or maybe one phrase, right, to describe your experience, uh, what is it and why? Uh, the NOC experience? Mm-hmm. I think the one word I would have is, well, two words. I, I wanted to end with bold, but I think uh, boldly go is a more appropriate word. I think there's a lot of experiences that taking that chance to go forth to a new country to be on the NOC program, that's part of the boldly go process. Being there in the country and instead of while well, well, all your other friends might be traveling and enjoying overseas and you know doing exchange programs, to take a step to boldly go to meet the uh, entrepreneurial community, to meet the VCs, mm-hmm. to meet the other founders that are in that community. That's another mm-hmm. huge area. And after coming back to boldly go and try whatever entrepreneurial activity, be it starting a company, be it uh, being part of a movement to let people see how things can be done differently, social enterprises, etc. I think all of those areas are what the NLC program has really brought for me. And yeah, I employ everyone to both legal. Both legal. Well said, well said. And definitely also, it really sparks a lot of passion, right? And also a lot of perseverance for founders to solve hard problems, right? And make impact uh, mm-hmm. in the world. So let's switch just a little bit, right? So I'm aware that this year, uh, recently you, you stepped down, right? Uh, from 2009. Mm-hmm. And... Could you share a little bit of teaser with the audience? What's the next? Uh, what's next for you? Yeah, so I think that uh, a couple of years ago, we at the start of COVID, there was an opportunity. We, we wrote down a business plan for how we want to grow uh, two three five nine, and we were saying that we wanted to expand this regionally, be able to impact different businesses around the area, continue to fight on our strengths, which is to hire great uh, people interested in technology, solving problems with technology. Then, well, we, there was a meeting of minds when uh, NCS came and said, hey, you know, this is what we're looking to do with the rebrand with what NCS Next does. So it was a natural fit for us to be part of the journey with more resources that NCS offers to the organization, of course. So there was a opportunity that when I have been in 2359, I have been looking at the healthcare industry for a while now. And I do see that there's a lot of areas which the industry has many people who are overworked, overtaxed. And there are technology solutions that can help both on, on the healthcare provider side, be able to run more efficiently and also on the consumer side. Because now, especially with COVID, with the internet, with uh, social media, with YouTube videos, that they're like, if for every problem, there are 50 different solutions that you know most people go like, uh, what should I look at, right? So 
I think it is important to put all of these uh, data opportunities and decisions for the consumer upfront. So what I'm working on now is a uh, healthcare startup. We are looking to bring, to allow users to own their own health journey, whether they are in Singapore, whether they are in other countries, to be able to make the health decisions that they want to make, be able to connect to the medical professionals that can help them with their medical journey and also yeah, be able to live a better life more and a more fruitful life. Wow, it sounds like a very exciting journey and very fresh journey, right? Into the healthcare space. It sounds like a very personalized journey, right? For consumers like you and I, right? To really yeah. own our health in a way, right? And, and to journey, have somebody to journey with us um, to make a holistic lifestyle uh, and a healthy uh, life as well. Very exciting on the next step. Uh, thank you for the teaser. Just wrapping up this episode, uh, final few questions, right? So being a founder for um, this year's I imagine that you have a lot of lessons that you've learned. What is one lesson, right, you learned being a founder that you would like to share with our listeners here? I think the one biggest lesson that I have learned is that um, it is less about me, but more around what is the purpose, what is the vision that I can paint such that I can align more people to come along. So I would like to humbly submit that the success of 2359 was not based on me, but it was because of the people that we managed to walk this journey together. So when I left the company, I was just recollecting and telling people what is the one biggest success that I felt about being in 2359. It was that the alumni that left 2359 actually gone on to become the head of mobility, the VP of engineering, uh, the CEOs of other startups within Singapore's ecosystem. Uh, some of them, of course, went on to the Amazons and the Googles and got great jobs as well. But to me, I feel like seeing the people that I journeyed with succeed was what brought me the biggest joy. So the one piece of advice I would like to give to other founders is just to look at the people that you're working on now and become the coach, the facilitator, the leader, to also help other people succeed because when that happens, your own success is a natural uh, is a natural result of that. Wow, well said, well said, well said. Very good reminder for all the founders uh, out here. And last question probably for you, right? So how do you personally define success? So for me, success is about being yourself and having that life force to truly uh, let what being an authentic leader, being an authentic person and let that uh, radiant shine through. So for me, it is really around being able to be in situations where I can use technology to improve the way people live at work and being recognized for doing the work and being able to achieve this in every interaction that I have with other people. To me, that is uh, success. And I'm glad that you know, my first startup journey let me to uh, experience that success a lot interacting with other people. And yeah, I hope that this journey for me can continue. Wow, thank you, Hong Ping. And that's a wrap. Do continue to shine through and uh, with others and really impact uh, people around you, Hong Ping. Thank you so much for your time, Hong Ping. Uh, and this is a wrap. Thank you so much. Thanks, Eric. Thank you for tuning in to Your Grit Story Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. Chase your dreams, live out your passion, and discover your grit story.